your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is August the 29th. Today, all day. Uh, no, no, August 30th. Pardon me. I've lost a day somewhere. August the 30th. Um... 2011, I was listening to the, to the good doctor talking about what is known and not known about the aging process. <laughs> is it a process or a catastrophe, as Betty Davis used to say? What do we know? We know that getting old is not for sissies. That's what Betty Davis knew. Uh, what? the hell hell and high water this week yeah we got them both floods of biblical proportions the drama right <clears throat> the body count let's see 38 no more than 40 oh that was yesterday this morning oh gosh you know it's a funny thing i guess it <laughs> must be my my great age, I turned on the uh, electronic media, you know, to watch the people. I was hoping uh, that it would, well, that there wasn't any any uh, pictures to speak of. What a relief. Uh, oh, most of us were dreading something like Katrina. Uh, I, I don't know, I... I think sometimes the whole thing, well, I, I turned, I turned the shopping network on for five minutes just to calm my mind. And then I went back to the news and there was Gwen Eiffel there, anchor woman Gwen Eiffel. And I thought, I see what they're doing. Uh, it's all about their jewelry, the necklaces, right? Uh, <laughs> wearable art, they call it. Uh, they're competing, these uh, anchor women. They're reporting on the death, uh, the deaths of hundreds, thousands of people, you know, uh, uh, bloodbath everywhere, uh, this and that, you know. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, what's registering with me are these incredible uh, turquoise Native American squash blossom necklaces. Check it out. Just just watch. Turn off the sound and just look at all of the newswomen and their beautiful jewelry. I was ready to call up and say, "Where did you, where did you buy that, darling? The colors and these tactile beads, the stones." Uh, Ah, uh, Gwen Eiffel is always subtle in her choices. Uh, then, then my little paranoid, um, my little paranoid uh, button was pushed, and I thought, ah, they made a deal with the craftspeople. They're selling this stuff. Oh, pull yourself together, Jennifer. 
You know, that's nonsense. It's just that these days I would do anything, anything to distract myself from reality. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think, uh, I, I just can't take it all in. My mind spins and spins. And what I try to do lately, I think, I try to, I try to prioritize. I try to remember what's really important and, you know, what's just, you know, um, just irritating. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think this, this recent storm, uh, most of the pundits seemed almost disappointed that we didn't have, uh, an apocalyptic, uh, well, the kind of tragedy that we could put on the evening news, Irene, that storm anyway, uh, that hit the East Coast. Uh, what it is, is just one more stressor, uh, whether it's ecology or whether it's economics, uh, we got this boot in the face everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You've got to laugh, as Molly Ivins used to say. You've got to laugh or you will go insane. The cranks were blaming the mayor of Manhattan because uh, he tried to avoid a disaster. Close the subways, evacuate low-lying areas. Uh, God is forbid, said the cranks, that um, we should stop. For a few hours, no profits, no money coming in. Oh, yes, McDonald's stayed open. I like that. Uh, Starbucks closed. Mm, I wonder if that indicates our values. Uh, I kept, I kept flashing back to the scene exactly six years ago. The Katrina, the man-made disaster down south in Louisiana. A tragedy that is, uh, well, ongoing, permanent. I love the way everybody, oh, well, the, the, uh, journalists, I guess we call them, how they keep labeling, they keep saying, oh, we're back to normal, you know, we've had closure, when of course, what we have done is we have survived and we continue in a, wounded state, uh, you know, we're fractured, a fractured society. Most of it is mental, a divided nation. It's all about the money, folks, you know, uh, the resources, let's put it that way. Haves, have-nots, have a little, have a lot. It's the 21st century, and still, still human beings have a medieval monetary system. I just can't figure why we can't get this thing sorted, as the Brits say, yes. I think I puzzle and I think maybe plastic is the answer. You know, plastic helps the classes, but not the masses. The masses still need, well, they need cash. They can't survive. Uh, well, they can't survive a job loss. They can't survive a storm, an injury, an illness. What would it look like, this utopian world that I'm always dreaming of? Uh, would be so simple. I could do it by uh, noon tomorrow, yes. System, that's it. Change the system. Get a monetary system that lets us pay later. 
No, we, we've done it a little bit. Um, I've done it for real. Uh, why not just run up debt as needed? Uh, Congress has tried to do it, and then they said no. You know, instant credit in emergencies. Some of the cell phones, you can do that. You know, you can send $10 just by pressing a button. Uh, anyway, we need to put put debts on the card. Years ago, yes, I remember Patricia Schroeder holding up her her credit card and talking about um, ways to make uh, runaway dads pay pay their child support. Um, she suggested that the IRS could do it. Anyway, my mother used to say, oh, just charge it, charge it. Uh, it's a motto for life. You know, we'll work it out at the end of the year. You know, add it up. Uh, we don't um, add and subtract. Uh, we deduct, right? Anyway, at the end of the decade, maybe, uh, whatever, uh, to be in debt to the government is a uh, well-established American tradition. The big boys do it. I, I had a, a laughing fit years ago when Al Gore told us that, uh, what was his phrase? He said, we've got to change the relationship of intelligence to money. Good God. <laughs> what, what, what a strange, what a strange thing to say. I thought, uh, I wrote him a note and I said, well, uh, is money real, Al? Can we make money funny? Uh, I, I read in the New Yorker that, um, the Republicans don't want the, uh, the government, the feds to print more money. And I just thought, well, if we need money, I guess we just, need to print some. When did we go off the gold standard? Uh, I wish I wish I knew an economist that I could understand. Uh, 1971 it was under Nixon, right? No more gold standard. Uh, you remember in the old days, my mom used to say, well, you can take your greenbacks down to Fort Knox or someplace and they'll give you the gold, right? <laughs> they'll, they'll give you the uh, the metal. Uh, I just figure that if what we need is more greenbacks, we just make more. Uh, the trick is to maintain the magic, this grand illusion that uh, solvency is real that our money is reality. Once when I was trying to do my um, my word work, I kept looking up reality, and uh, the best definition I could find was reality means the coin of the realm, something about the rain. Anyway, of course it's an illusion, and what is more real than illusion? What could be, uh, <laughs> what could be crazier though? Listening to these guys screaming that we're bankrupt. We've run out of money. That's like, it's ridiculous. Like running out of water. Uh, what we've done is we've messed it up, but there will always, this will always be a water planet. Anyway, uh, 
there's not enough gold on earth um, to, what is it, uh, retrieve these greenbacks. Uh, I don't know, uh, what is it, gold now almost $2,000 an ounce. Can that be real? <laughs> Am I speculating? Is the modern economy just a tremendous, uh, a tremendous lie? Do we live in absurdistan? Is our country contrived or created by speculators and thieves? Right. Why, why wouldn't it make sense to just put all our citizens on a subsistence minimum income? That was my favorite um, plan. I remember when I was teaching high school, I had a, a year when I had to substitute and I'd walk into a classroom and uh, my favorite um, question was, you know, what's more important, sex or money and, or love or money? And the kids, of course, finally figured out that there was a connection. Anyway, I suggested to them that we could have a GI Bill, that is a guaranteed income, guaranteed annual income. Congress could do it by noon tomorrow. Thou shalt have no less than a subsistence income. I think my high school students, well, in the 1970s, they decided 17000 a person. They argued over whether kids should have more or less. I argued that if you were a single mom, you needed uh, double the amount of, of uh, income as a single uh, male adult, say. Anyway, uh, you know how it is. Uh, revolutions, they're always hollering about getting rid of the rich. I want to get rid of the poor. Mm -hmm. It's not allowed. I remember when oil hit the Middle East. Back in the middle of the 20th century, I, I was delighted to see that Saudi Arabia was smart. The Saudis, uh, they, they had a, a system. They began by giving each new citizen at birth a nest egg. You know, I, I think it was 45,000 something. Uh, what year was that? Anyway, it's gone now, most of it. But the idea was to put the money in the bank where it could collect interest oh dear oh that's another another problem uh anyway the child would start in a world that works you know oh start out in the middle class now if economists insist that this is too imaginative a system uh perhaps we could do something a little more basic. Ezra Pound, the great traitor, he had this scheme once. He suggested that along with our greenbacks, our green money, we have something called, well, the blue money. Make it a different color. Uh, those bills would be dated, time dated, so you could not accumulate wealth. You have to spend it, you know, by the end of the month, the end of the year, whatever. Uh, so it wouldn't uh, be the kind of money that was wicked, you know, uh, capitalist criminals. Uh, food stamps kind of fall into that category. Uh, anyway, you know, the currency must be spent on goods and services. And, uh, you know, that means that it would be uh, 
what you call that, uh, it would be used. I think all that's just too simple for our puritanical, our puritanical culture, our, our government is made up of, uh, I don't know what it's made up of, uh, Protestants, I guess, um, I think the psychology, yes, it's the ecology, stupid. Uh, the psychology says that the poor are, what is it, uh, undeserving. The deserving rich need poverty to prove that they belong on top. My favorite New Yorker cartoon, I blew it up once, a bunch of guys sitting around their club, you know. Saying, well, you know, George, if we didn't belong on top, we wouldn't be on top. <laughs> it's a state of nature, you know, like uh, gods at the top of the hierarchy and then then the man and then the uh, wife and children, they worship the, the man and so on, so on. Uh, the pyramid. Uh, I think... I think that in today's world, we've made a start with all this plastic. And I think that a citizen's credit card would be just perfect, you know, a social security card to start, uh, becomes a charge card so that in the event of fire, flood, war, or weather, job loss, or car wrecks, the citizen can get the cash flow she needs you know, resources to care for herself and her family. Uh, now, you know, uh, getting that plastic to every citizen on the planet, that's the next step. Got to go to the UN, some kind of system that is universal. Uh, for us, oh, we could keep the 15th of April as the yearly date to settle accounts. If we're extravagant, you know, if we've run up the debt, uh, then the interest on our personal debt will rise accordingly. Uh, we all just hope to die, you know, before the bill comes due. I remember when Marlon Brando died, I noticed he owed, I think, 22 million. And I thought, what a clever man he was. Uh, that's the secret. Managed to die owing a tremendous amount of money. That is the secret. Uh, anyway, uh, just think uh, how, how much money, if that's what we're worried about, how much money we could save if we get rid of all that accounting and bureaucracy. Uh, so much easier the IRS could uh, take care of things just the way they do now. Yes, uh, workers could pay their way if they succeed in gainful employment, right, then they have money to burn, right. Uh, fine, that's great. Uh, you know, if they come up with a terrific business venture, no reason not to have, um, what is that, uh, millionaires, grand, uh, well, a grand success, no problem. Everybody always competes, no matter what uh, you tell them, uh, if you, if, you know, if you have haves, then, you know, they can be taxed progressively. That makes sense. Uh, surely, uh, a citizen, 
doesn't need more than oh, let's see, what a hundred thousand a year, uh, any more than that should go back into the pot. Uh, I don't know. We can fight over things like the inheritance tax, capital gains tax, all that stuff. Uh, the the point is that society itself is a kind of treasury. There's this pot of gold. It tells the world that there is money in the bank. It's my favorite old movie I remember. It's called One Million B.C. There were two tribes. One tribe fought over every scrap of food so that most of the food was wasted and most of the people were killed or injured in the fight. And the other tribe, uh, the sea people they were, they had a big pot in the middle of the... Uh, the group there by the hearth, and they just put everything in the pot. They had these abalone shells, kind of soup bowls, and the old women, the elders, they they dished out the <laughs> the the soup from the pot, and uh, they fed the the elders first, the injured, the old, the children. You remember FDR used to talk about that. Uh, those in the shadow of life, that is the aged and ill, those in the dawn of life, and so on. Uh, I know all this is just uh, childish fantasy. It's not childish, actually. Uh, mm, it's what you call that fundamental, fundamental communism. Uh, I read about the early Christians and the wonderful way in which they shared, right? Can't we all just get along, share the wealth? Property's theft. Never mind that, of course, it could work. We know that it works well. The banks, the oligarchy, uh, the money men. I don't know. The bad guys, of course, wish to accumulate to put the put the uh, wealth in a box, a lockbox. Oh dear! Uh, I don't know whether they want the cash or the credit. Anyway, uh, they want to hang on to the assets, and of course, then the wealth stagnates, and you know uh, that kind of thing. When the water uh, is still, when there's no flow, when the resources don't move, you know, cash flows like water. The image I like is uh, our water planet, you know. Money has to pass from hand to hand. That's the metaphor. The blood of our society is, uh, yes, trade, barter. I don't know. You know, the blood... The blood in the body circulates all the way to the toes. Some of the blood even gets to the brain. Add a little oxygen. <laughs> maybe, maybe little lights go on. Uh, we know that there are ways that this can happen. I like my plastic plan because, uh, well, it costs me a fortune in interest these days, but uh, I... I think some of it works. I've got it for emergencies. About once a month I go into debt for necessities, for food, even for little cash, you know. You have to have uh, some ready, we used to call it the ready. Uh, 
little, little loose change to take the bus. I will have to charge my dental work this year. Uh, I don't know. Most citizens, unfortunately, all over the world, uh, they believe the hype. No matter what you tell them, they say, oh, there isn't enough money we can't afford to give the children musical instruments. We can't afford to have uh, the arts, all that luxury, all that civilization costs too much. Maybe it's the language that confuses us. Uh, if I hear one more pundit yell, jobs, 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 as if there isn't work to be done, there's more work than we, <laughs> well, you know how that goes. Uh, you just go and do the work, whether or not you get paid. Well, you know, there are many cultures and societies now where people do just go to work, uh, and they don't get paid. Uh, doctors are doing it. Uh, this is very strange, very sad. Uh, we used to say the socialist song was, we'll make it worth our while, make it worth the while to be caretakers. We'll raise the wages, you know, uh, especially with the people at the bottom, that is, the, the people who do the scrubbing. The scrubbing will go a little bit better. Uh, nannies, yes, let us raise the wages of the nannies now that we have freed the women to become professionals and uh, uh, free to neglect their families and work like hell. Uh, now we have to figure out nanny liberation. It's a movie called Mammoth. I saw it the other day. It's all about a guy. Um, his boss gives him a $1,000 pen. Uh, it's made out of mammoth bones. I don't know what they do to treat the mammoth, the fossils, uh, in order to preserve them. And it's a metaphor, of course, for the end of our own species. And uh, by the time the pen winds up in the uh, hands of a sex worker, she takes the pen and a few other items and she tries to sell them. I think she got $30 for uh, his watch and a few other items and the pen. Uh, anyway, as we know, money is nothing but a metaphor. What we need to try to communicate, try to uh, illustrate, is the fact that we, we, the citizens, are the government. We are the problem. Right. They're right. The guys are right. The right wing is right. Government is the problem. <sighs> the money, the resources, the Congress, the legislature. It's our democracy, our republic. Uh, we must make these dudes accountable. Each one, teach one. That used to be our mantra. Each one, teach one. Grassroots solutions. Those are the things that take all the effort. Mostly they take imagination. Not just intelligence, but a leap of faith. You know how heroic it is to do the little things. Plant a garden in a vacant lot. Squat in the empty buildings. Uh, I guess nagging the politicians is useful, but I, I think we must just go and do it ourselves. Uh, Voltaire used to say, yes, we must go and work in the garden. Democracy takes all our weeknights, damn it. 
I've been so spoiled all my life. All I wanted was uh, somebody else to do all that government stuff, you know, so that I could have subsistence income to support my life as an artist. <laughs> I remember the first time I visited, oh, I went to see the mayor of Oakland, my first uh, trip to see a politician. There was something about children's use of public space, blah, blah. The mayor was a genial white businessman at the time. He spoke about the property owners, their demands. Uh, it seems that they see children as a problem, a nuisance factor. No room, no room. In any case, he gave us the numbers game. He was a politician. He said, for every one of you good women, I... I get ten visits from them, from the guys who want, uh, you know, who want the other, the other side to win, you know. No more, no midnight basketball. Uh, I guess cultivating the garden, uh, well, maybe that's what I'll do. Before next Tuesday, I'll go cultivate a garden. Next Tuesday, I'll tell you how it goes. This has been Jennifer Stone. Be back on the air same time next Tuesday. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Next up to bat are faithful listeners. Together, we're going to take another swing at our goal. You have another chance to help us hit a home run right out the ballpark and get a winning score and reach our $300,000 goal. Make a dash to your computer, slide up to the keyboard, and make your pledge securely online at www.kpfa.org. Thanks for supporting your listener-sponsored radio station.